In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Two Sundays ago, I think it was, Dr. Nuzo was preaching, and he made a statement. Um, and you know the way you hear something in the spirit that just sticks in your Noah. He made a statement and he said, 2019 is pregnant. Some of you will remember. He said, 2019 is pregnant, and one way or the other, it will deliver, which means it can either deliver good or deliver bad. I'm praying for you, ladies and gentlemen, that 2019 will deliver the best of God's plans and purposes for your life. Remember, he has already written his plans in your book, the book of your destiny. And one of the things that gives one assurance is the word of our confidence, ladies and gentlemen, is in the word of God. When we make statements like that, it's not just hype. It is our confident hope in the Word of God. And listen to what the Word of God says. Romans chapter 8, in verse, from verse 28. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Romans 8, from 28. And it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And you know, just, just stopping there for a second, I was meditating, I think it was last night, that many of us haven't quite grasped the awesomeness of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, it was an awesome prize that God gave himself through his son to die on the cross should show you how much he cares about your life and my life and what he wants to accomplish in our lives. He says, having chosen them, he called them to come to him and having called them to him, having reconciled us to him through the cross, he gave them right standing with himself and having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. You know, I said in the first service, ladies and gentlemen, the glory of God is that you and I manifest everything that was written in, in, the, in the book in your life. That's what brings glory to God. That you do everything that God created you to, to, to do. It brings glory to God. And that's why he paid such a heavy prize, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what gives me the confidence that 2019, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be far better than most other years. Amen. Uh, your, your amen is, is yeah. we'll get there. I, I, a few weeks ago, I probably would have been like you because I, we were in Lagos just getting on to the end of the year and uh, and uh, I woke up one morning, I was sitting on the edge of the bed, and my wife was sitting across me, 
And I, I, I didn't even realize she'd been looking at me. And then I looked up and she was looking at me. And I said, what, what, what's the problem? So she said, what's wrong? So I said, no, what do you mean, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong. She said, no, no, what's wrong? There's something wrong. I said, no, there's nothing wrong. She said, no, what's wrong? You look like you're feeling sorry for yourself. So I promptly denied it and said, notice I said denied, not lied. I, I, I promptly denied it and said, no, 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 I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for myself. But do you know when she went away, I thought I was actually feeling sorry, sorry for myself. You know why? It was, I guess, that time of the year, I was reflecting about the, 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 the whole of 2018. And I kind of felt on my inside that I hadn't quite done all the things God wanted me to do. I, I felt, in fact, there's a, a, a phrase that I wrote down, which was that I felt like I had disappointed God in a sense. Because I felt there were many things that God was, was looking forward to me to do. The things that had been written in the book that hadn't been done, that, had, that hadn't done. But then, in the way that God is merciful, in the way that God encourages, I went to pray. And as I often do, I just opened the Bible to see what God would have to say to me. And it was unbelievable. You know, I, I, I've come to just trust the Word of God. Whatever I read in the Word of God is the Word of God. Even if I open it to uh, woe unto those that are what you call, it's still the Word of God. You know, some of us run away from the woes and we go to the It's the Word of God. There's, there's learning from it. So you wouldn't believe the scripture that I opened to. And then as I read it, God started to speak to me and encourage me about 2019. And that's the word that I bring to someone this afternoon to encourage you and probably to challenge you as well for this year that is ahead of us. You know, I, I said in the first service that it's not an eschatological elucidation of the what, what, whatever, but, but it, it's, not, it's not some massive, mysterious stitch. It's a simple word of God. It's actually a story that you know that you've read many times. But do you know, as I read it, God started to speak to me. And I pray somebody will hear God this afternoon. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time, the nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had ha happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. 
For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, once again we ask that you please come and speak to us. It is you that makes the word light and truth. It is you that is able to touch our hearts and change our hearts. And we just give you full control. In Jesus' name we pray. As I said, scriptures that I, a story that I know, how do they say it, like the back of my hand, preached from quite a number of times. But God spoke three distinct words out of the scripture that I want to encourage you with, but at the same time, I challenge you for 2019. The first word that the Spirit of God brought to my attention was the word again. Because Simon Peter says in verse 5, Master, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And the Spirit of God was saying, you know, the, 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 the word again means another chance. And for 2019, I feel God is going to give someone another chance. In fact, many chances has uh, as, as been laid on my heart. I feel in my heart that 2019 is going to be a year of opportunities. Because God is committed to bringing his plans and purposes to pass in your life. Despite the mistakes we've made, despite messing up, despite not doing what he's asked us to do, God is committed to what he has written in the book of your life. And so 2019, there will be many agains that God will do it again. The things that you thought he didn't do before, he will do this year. But then the flip side of again is that it's not just working, it is you also doing what you're supposed to do. So it's an opportunity for you, my brother, my sister, to do that which you are supposed to do. I'm speaking to myself. To do that which you are supposed to do that you did not do. You know the things God laid on your heart, the things that have been written in your book. God says 2019 is the year of again. Amen? You know, it's, uh, it's interesting that when God asked Peter to, to go to the deep, he came up with excuses. We don't know if he said more than this, but, uh, you know, when you read the commentary about the scripture, it tells you that Peter was actually correct in all the things that he said. He had legitimate excuses. The first one, um, as, as you know, was that but they, they had toiled all night. Uh, they, they had been working hard. It wasn't for a lack of effort, ladies and gentlemen. They had actually been working hard. They were hard-working fishermen. And they were tired. The afternoon was the time that they slept, getting ready for the night. And somebody might be saying, you know, coming out of 2018, I'm tired. I'm really tired. It was a legitimate excuse. The, the second thing, you know, that, that, that he said, 
is, is that the, the, it was advice from a non-professional. So Jesus, the rabbi, the teacher, this is a seasoned fisherman. I said to them in the first service, the way God laid it on my heart was, I can imagine, I'm sure there are investment bank bankers here in this church. I, I know there are. You know, it, it's, it's like if I came up to one of you, uh, John, and I said, on a, on a Sunday, John, um, I think God would have you invest in this stock. Now, because it's a Sunday in church, you might be polite, you know, it's pastor speaking, you know, maybe God is speaking. You might be slightly inclined to listening. But suppose it wasn't Sunday, suppose it was Wednesday. I just appeared in your office, John, in that big investment bank, and I just came up to you and said, oh, hi, John, I, I just stopped by. Oh, by the way, John, I think you should invest in this stock. Would you say, uh, Pastor, please just respect yourself. Because what, what, what do you know about investment banking? It was a legitimate excuse. And of course, the third thing was that the fish... The reason why the fishermen uh, fished at night was because the fish, in escaping the, the hot sun of the day, would come out to the shallow end at night. So it was easier to catch fish at night. This was the middle of the day. All the fish have gone into the deep. And then the last reason, ladies and gentlemen, very legitimate, was that the nets they fished with, we're told, because they fished in the shallow, shallow end, their nets were short and they needed these uh, uh, strong metal magnets to hold them down. So if he went into the deep, the net that he had was incapable of catching anything. All legitimate excuses, ladies and gentlemen. God has asked me to tell somebody, including myself, 2019, there's no need for excuse. Just do what God has asked you to do. And then you will see the hand of God like never before. The second thing that I struck, and I could go on and on, but because of time, the second thing that, that the Spirit um, heightened in my, in my spirit as I read the Scripture is the phrase, and this time. Can somebody please let me say, and this time. They have tried it many times, but this time. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? 2019 is the year of this time. I don't think you believe it. In fact, I'm almost certain that half of you don't believe it. But believe, no, I was going to say, if you, believe me if you don't believe yourself. No, believe God, even if you don't believe yourself. I am as clear as the day what the word of God says, that 2019 is going to be the year of this time. You know what that means? That the things you've done before, that didn't work. The things you prayed for before that didn't come about, this year it will be this time. Yeah. You, you cannot imagine my excitement. I'm talking about 28th of, of December 2018, a few days before we crossed over. You cannot imagine my excitement last Sunday when we come to church. But Pastor Agu mentioned to you, I'd asked him, I said, oh, what's the word of the Lord for this year? And then Pastor Shola comes and says, it is the year of the overflow. Do you know the baby leapt in my belly? Because I understood what God was saying. This year, you know what the Bible says is that they were awestruck 
by the amount of fish. And I don't know what fish will mean to you in, in this year. But it will certainly be the year of the overflow. The key thing, ladies and gentlemen, is that this time, this time, please put that on your fridge magnet. This time, whatever it is that you did that didn't work before, this time, in 2019, it will work. In the mighty name of Jesus. But the critical bit, and that's what I want to spend the remaining minutes of the time we have on, is the third thing. Because again, the word again, and this time, the phrase this time, those two things would have no meaning if not for the third bit. And the third bit is what Jesus said to, to Simon Peter. He says, go out where it is deeper. That's the challenge for you and I for 2019. Because in 2019, you can't fish in the shallow waters of 2018. I'm very certain in my spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that for you and I to, 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 to enjoy the best of God, we must go to a deeper place. If if, if, Simon, if Simon had prevailed on Jesus, assume, just assume for a second that Simon had prevailed on Jesus, or even, even better still, suppose he, he was obstinate. And he said, no, 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 sorry, I beg, please, I, 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 I can't do it. And suppose he had stepped out of the boat. We would not have the story that God has written for countless years to encourage us. The key in 2019 is that God is looking for people that will go deeper. Now, going deeper will mean many things to many people. Uh, for some people, it will be something that you haven't done before, that you haven't tried before. You know, somebody, somebody I, 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 was, I was asking somebody the other day, how many people have read the Bible from cover to cover? Um, I'm not asking you, but I was asking him. How many people have read the Bible from cover to cover? But, but, but the deep for somebody, it might be something that you haven't done before. For somebody, the deep is a place that you've always been afraid of, but God is challenging you this year, 2019, to dare God and go into the deep. For another person, it may be somewhere where you failed before, but God is still challenging us. I am so, I'm so confident in my spirit that God wants to stretch us beyond where we were in order that we can, we can enjoy the best of God. But you know, whatever deep means for you, the bit that God ministered to me is that the word depth connotes growth. And what I feel God is saying to us as a people is that this year, more than any other year, we need to grow in God. It's a tragedy, a disappointment. If God wrote things in our books and we're not accomplishing them because we're not growing in the things of God, and it has to be the things of God first before everything else. 
I love what Pastor Shola said last Sunday, that it's an overflow, but it, it starts with an overflow of the Spirit, an overflow of the things of the Spirit. It is out of those things that the, 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 the natural things and the material things uh, manifest. I, I, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a phrase in medicine that's, that's called, there's a thing in medicine called a missed miscarriage. Uh, doctors will know that. Where, you know, somebody's pregnant. You're excited about the fact that you're pregnant. Now, the majority of miscarriages generally take place in the first trimester. That's between the, uh, under the, the first 10, 12 weeks. The majority of miscarriages. But somebody's pregnant, and they're excited about the pregnancy, and you're looking forward to a pregnancy. But then they have a miscarriage, as in the, the baby dies, but it doesn't show that the baby has died, that there's a miscarriage. And for weeks and months, do you know, because the baby is not growing, they still think that they are pregnant. Does somebody understand me? If we're not growing in the things of God, we're going to limit what God wants to do in our lives. And I want to challenge us with five, five, five areas very quickly. Some of them I will, you know, just mention. But I want to challenge you with five areas that God needs us to go deeper in, go deeper in, so that we can enjoy the overflow that he has promised. Incidentally, the title of the message is Take Me Deeper. Now, um, let me explain. I could easily have said, go deeper. But the difference between go deeper and take me deeper, you know what the difference is? Is that I'm not going in my own strength. It is that I'm relying on God to take me into the, this deep place. And this is very important. So five things that I want to challenge us with very quick. The first is obvious. It is that we must go deeper in our relationship with God. It is, it is so necessary, ladies and gentlemen, that I, I don't know how to, else to embellish this. That we can't remain where we were in previous years. We've had countless messages about how a people can be coming to church, but they're not deep in the things of God. And then it becomes impossible for God to do what he wants to do in their life. I love the scripture in the, in the book of Ezekiel uh, 47 that God spoke to us um, last year when the sovereign move of God started. And we're grateful for the sovereign move that God chose just to move regardless of us. The scripture in Ezekiel 47 paints a picture of how the spirit of God starts flowing like a river. You, you remember this. And then one minute it's ankle deep, the next minute it's, it's knee deep, and then it's waist deep. And then at some point it's to the, to the chest where one is carried by the water. That scripture exemplifies getting deeper into God. And I don't know which stage you're in in your relationship with God. For some people, you haven't even come into a relationship with God. Wherever you are, I want to challenge you for 2019, go deeper in God. It's what he's looking for. I, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's this scripture that always challenges me when I read it. 
Philippians, Philippians, the third chapter. It always challenges me when I read this scripture. Philippians, the third chapter. But let's read it in the Amplified. If you can put it, please put it up in the Amplified. Always challenges me. In the Amplified, please. Amplified. Uh, the third and the tenth verse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Philippians 3, verse 10. And Amplified. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So it says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more what? More, please talk to me. Become what? It's more deeply, more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding, and you can read the rest of the scripture. But the key is that that is the challenge. That is God's expectation. That a people are not just standing on, on, on the banks of the shore, but a people are coming in, with, 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 in, in into a deeper relationship with him so that he can do what he wants to do in our lives. Amen? And I, I didn't say this in the, in the first service, but one of the clear things that God spoke to me is that the key for this year, and this is to challenge somebody, because even for me, one of the goals that I've set myself is I'm going to read the whole Bible again to get into the Word like never before. The key for this year is the Word and the Spirit. That's what came to me, the Word and the Spirit, the Word and the Spirit. It is as much of the Word of God because we know God by His Word. It's as much of the Word of God and then fueled by the Spirit of God that will take us to the place God wants to take us to. Amen? The second thing is we need to go deeper or grow deeper in trusting God. I leave it to your imagination, ladies and gentlemen. Why did Peter say to, to Jesus, all these excuses, legitimate, remember? All these excuses. But nevertheless, if you say so, I'll do it. Why did he do it? We can't appreciate the best of God if we don't learn to trust God. Because everything God wants to do is going to stretch you. But if you don't trust him, you wouldn't let him stretch you. I can't emphasize this enough, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, if all the things, out of the five things that we're talking about, if there's one thing that God has been impressing on me, it's this thing about trusting God, trusting God. You know, I, I, I love my wife. She's my chief motivator. She's the one that's always encouraging me and saying, you know, sorry, what happened? Did somebody say, oh? Okay. Um, she, she's the one that's always motivating me and encouraging me. And then, she, you know, she, she, she keeps saying, um, you know, there's so much in you. There's a lot that, you know, and, and she keeps doing that. 
And then we were talking, we went away on a retreat, and on the way back we were talking, or, or maybe whilst we were there, and guess what I started to do? Because she'll say, how about this thing? How about this thing? And then guess what? I started to give excuses. I started to give excuses that, you know, um, it's probably this. And, you know, what the Spirit of God said to me, all those things you're saying are self-imposed limitations. Because we are the ones that are limiting ourselves. It's not God. If God has written it in the book, my brother and my sister, guess what? He will make sure that it is achieved. And then, you know, so, sometimes, sometimes we, we, we say it's the devil and, and, and you know, the, the, the hindrances. And yes, there are hindrances, but can somebody please understand that the devil does not have power like God? If God wants to accomplish something in your life and you align yourself with God in trust, then you will see the power of God. You know, you know I... I, I, I that, that there's a story in the Bible that is mind-boggling, ladies and gentlemen. First Samuel chapter 14. I'll paraphrase because of time. Do you know the, the Israelites were arrayed against the Philistines? They'd been fighting for quite a while. And then the Philistines had a massive army. They outnumbered the, 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 the Israelites. And because of that, the Israelites were hiding away from the Philistines. And then this mad boy, Jonathan... Sorry, um, it's just to, to describe. Jonathan, the son of Saul, he's there with his armor bearer. And then he says something, I, I can't remember the verse. I, I, let me look for it. In First Samuel, um, it's, I, I can't remember. Anyway, he says something quite profound. He says to his armor bearer, he says, instead of cringing in this place, let us go up against the Philistines. It says, because God is able to win a battle, whether by one man or by many. Does somebody understand this, ladies and gentlemen? He's saying, this God, I have absolute trust and confidence in him. If he wants to do something, he will do it. The problem is whether you trust God or not. You know what trust is, or rather, do you know what faith is? It's a confident trust in God. And if there's an area that, I was going to say we all struggle in, I struggle in. It's that. I was coming back um, from Manchester yesterday on the train. I'd gone, I went on Friday for a function, uh, the Festival of Praise in Manchester. I went on Friday. And I was coming back on the train. First of all, as I got on, on the train, I was talking to one of my spiritual daughters, um, and we were talking about, we were just talking about life and, and stuff, and uh, she said something, first of all, and this is how you know God is setting you up. She said, you know, the problem, Pastor Doc, is that you don't trust God enough. You need to just let God. She was speaking to me. Shortly after we dropped the phone, I was looking at my stuff, and then I started to think, my train was a 9.35 from Manchester to Houston. My son corrected me yesterday. He said he's not Houston. It's Houston. 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 Why are you laughing at yourselves as if you knew before? 
So anyway, anyway, I, I was, my, my train was at 9.35 to Houston, and it was meant to arrive in Houston, I think, around 11.43. And then I had this 25-minute wait before I could catch the next one at 12.04 to bring me to Watford Junction, where he was meant to pick me up. But I, as I was looking at it, I just felt, wait a minute, 20-something minutes is a long time. And then he had shown, showed me an app, uh, trainline.com. And I opened it and checked the available trains to Watford from Houston. And I saw there was an 11.49 and at uh, 11.54, which would bring me to Watford earlier and save me time. So anyway, the train manager was passing. So I said to her, I said, Madam, uh, after she checked my ticket, I said, look, the train that I'm supposed to catch from Houston is at 12.04. But I see that there's an 11.49 and 11.54. Is it okay to take any one of those trains? And she said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, as God would have it, instead of 11.43, we arrived in Houston at 11.35, so there was even more time. So I went and uh, boarded the 11.49 to Watford. And I sat there thinking that, you know, thank God I've saved time. I don't have to wait. I'd called him to say I'll be there in 15 minutes. And then, as the train doors were about to close, the train manager's voice comes on the tannoy, and then says, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to depart. It's a train to Birmingham, stopping at... No, 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 don't worry. I wasn't going to Birmingham. It was stopping at Watford Junction. Um, so we're about to depart to Birmingham. Our first stop will be Watford Junction. And then he goes and then says, um, please note that only passengers with valid tickets on this train are allowed. If you have a ticket that does not specify the time, you are not. And he went on. And I thought he was talking to me. And then I'm thinking, my God, I, I'm, I'm sitting here. In fact, I got up to try to get off the train. But the doors closed. So I was there sitting on the train, and I'm thinking, my God, he's now going to come and then say, I don't have the right ticket. They're going to charge me some extra money. And I was thinking, but you know, whilst I was praying, I just felt, you know, to pray to God. So I just said, God, you see the purity of my heart. I, 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 asked, I actually asked the train manager if it was okay. They said it was okay. That's why I'm on this train. Lord, please have mercy on me. And, you know, just cause, allow favor that when the, the, the ticket man comes, you know, that I'll have favor with you. And as soon as I finished praying the prayer, I felt an unction to pray another prayer that actually God, in fact, make sure the train manager doesn't come to me <laughs> until we get to Watford so I can get... You know, I, I said those prayers, and I said amen. And then guess what? Every time the door of the carriage opened, my heart would just beat. <laughs> because I'm thinking that the, the train manager is going to come. And then God said, you just prayed a prayer. It was a simple prayer, ladies and gentlemen. But how many know that God hears prayers? God needs you to trust more in him. And this year, 2019, must be a year of deeper trust. Amen? Amen. Number three, out of trust comes obedience. Because it is trusting God that enables us to then obey. And all I have to say to you, to you, to you this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, is very simple. 
is that 2019, just do whatever it tells you to do. Like I said to you, if, just imagine if Peter did not, we would not have the story to encourage us. Just do whatever. It is in the obedience that we start to see the power of God. Number four. It is critical, ladies and gentlemen, that we understand what is on the mind of God, what he wants to achieve in your life and in my life, and the reason for it. The scriptures we read in Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, it says, it says, for God knew his people in advance. He had written your life in a book. And he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many other brothers and sisters and the rest. And then it ends in the end of verse 30 by saying that brings glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, what God wrote in the book of your life is not just that you will be a bank manager or you'll have so much money and that. Everything that, 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 that is on the mind of God is that you and I become like the person who died for you and I, his son. So Christ-likeness, ladies and gentlemen, must be something that you and I are, are, are plumbing for this year, 2019. If there's an area that you and I need to go deeper in, it is in achieving Christ-likeness. You know, there's a phrase Dr. Nuzo said two weeks ago. He said, God became man so that man can become like God. That's it. That was what is on, on God's mind. Everything that is written in the book, believe me, it culminates in that one thing that you and I become like the Son of God that came to die for you and I. And if we don't have that as one of the things that we're pressing for in 2019, then we're missing the point. So the overflow, what's the overflow about, ladies and gentlemen? It's an overflow of the Spirit of God that comes first in your life, transforms your life, so that your life can then be a mirror to other people that come and then give glory to God. You know, we, 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 we were at um, this place in the retreat um, last week, and I'm going to end in a few minutes, at the retreat. And... Uh, um, it, it's a place that my wife goes a lot because she loves the river. And uh, we were walking down the river. Um, most of you have heard the story of, I, I like the river as well because sometimes I think God will speak to me. But anyway, I, I was on the river edge and I took out my camera to take a picture. I wanted to take a picture of the trees on the bank and the horizon with the lights. And then, for a minute, I was a bit confused because I saw two trees. And I was wondering which one is up, which one is down. Which one is the right way up and which one is the wrong way down. Is somebody following me? Because I had my camera focused on these trees that were standing by the water. What my camera was picking up was the trees and the reflection of the trees. 
And God spoke to me and said, that's exactly what he's looking for. People who will be exact replicas of his son. That is what's going to bring glory to God. That's how we're going to win the world to God. And if there's one thing out of Christ-likeness that is so important, that is a big challenge for you and I, it is that expression of Christ-likeness that is called love. The one thing that encapsulates the whole of Christ-likeness is just love. Because first of all, Christ came out of love. Everything that he did was love. And all he's saying is that, be like me and then love other people. Ladies and gentlemen, if you asked me to give you one homework for 2019, one thing to grow deeper in, I say to you, please, apart from trusting God, grow deeper in love. Because it represents God. And it brings glory to God. I end with the last point. Going back to our text, Luke chapter 5. Now, I'll just read this as I close. It says from verse 8, When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with them. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they had landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. You know, I, the way that I read the Bible, I, I always put my imagination in place. And I wondered what I would do if, after trying hard, toiling hard, trying many years for something, that thing suddenly comes. And not just come, it comes in abundance. First, I'm awestruck at the miracle. But can I tell you, once I get over my being awestruck, what's the adjective for being obstruck? Anyway, once I get over being obstruck, uh, sorry, awestruck, guess what? I will pick up the food and call Pastor Daily. You won't believe what God has done. And then I'll start to, to and then I will arrange with uh, Pastor Chizo and, and, uh, and, uh, and Kurede for a time during the service where I can share the testimony of see what the Lord has done. There's absolutely nothing wrong with those things. But the Bible says, Simon, he left everything and followed Jesus. You know why? Because Simon suddenly realized that fishing was a career, but he had a greater purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, this year, 2019, pursue purpose. It's critical that you and I are finding out the things that God wants us to do, the purpose of God for your life and my life, the things 
that come out of them, they, 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 they are the, what you call them, they're, they're, they're the overflow, they're, they're, they're the results. But if we're not working in purpose, then we're missing all the things that have been written in the book of life. Somebody might say, how do I know the things that have been written in my book? The answer is simple. Those things that were written in your book in heaven, they've been written in your heart. Your dreams, your desires, your passions, but for the glory of God. And so I want to challenge us, ladies and gentlemen. I am so clear in my spirit that this year will be like never before. What God is saying through the scriptures is that, you know what, I'm positioning myself. Incidentally, I forgot to mention you know, there's something that, that struck me, and I'm going to end in a second. Um, you know, Jesus said to Simon, go out into where it's deeper. The Spirit said to me, notice that he didn't come out of the boat to say go to where it's deeper. He sat in the boat with Simon. And the Spirit said, whatever God asks you to do, he always goes with you always goes with you. God is with you, my brother, my sister. But then he's ready to do what he planned to do. He's already written in your book. The question is whether we'll give him the opportunity to do what he's supposed to do by going into the deep place. I want you to bow your heads for a minute and just think about 2019. And then think about what is the deeper place for you? What are the things that will stretch you? Where's the place that God is calling you? Is it in trust? Is it in Christ-likeness? Is it in becoming selfless to the point where you are thinking more about what God has called you for rather than what you want to achieve for yourself. It's interesting. People say that 2018 moved very fast. Can I say to somebody, 2019 is going to be even faster. But the, the consequence of that is for somebody to recognize that we only have one life. God is saying 2019 is a year of opportunity. It's a year of another chance. But I'm looking for those who will dare to go deeper. I mentioned five things. There could be other things that God is laying on, on your heart. The deep place where he needs you to get to this year. Can you begin to please talk to God and ask God to take you deeper? That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. That once you tell him I'm ready to, he will take you. It's not a place that you can go by yourself. The prophet Zechariah says, it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. That's why the spirit of God comes, comes to help. And even now, the spirit of God has already started to move in our midst. But do you know you can resist the move of the Spirit? You can resist the flow of the river. You can refuse to step into the water. 
rather than allowing the spirit, the river, to carry you to where you're supposed to go. So please pray for yourself. Please pray for yourself. It's the beginning of the year. We're just starting this journey. 2019 will deliver for you. As long as we allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. As we pray for ourselves, I, I want to pray for anyone here. It might be a few people. The first step to achieving what God has written in your life for 2019 is allowing him to be God in your life. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm not talking about believing in God. It's whether you have actually surrendered your life to God. Do you know that Jesus didn't get into Simon's boat without asking him? He must have asked permission. He must have said, can I come into your boat? And Jesus must have said, yeah, okay. And that's the reason why he could go with Simon into the deep place. And there's someone here, maybe a few more, you haven't actually consciously invited Jesus into your boat. You haven't surrendered your life to him to say, Lord, just come and take charge of my life. And if that is you, the call this, this, this afternoon as we present 2019 to God is, is for those who want to surrender their lives to God so that he can be God in your life. You want to start to trust him and walk with him. If there's anyone who is saying, I, I want to surrender my life to Christ, I haven't done this before, you want to put up your hands, you want to put up your hands so I know that I'm praying for you, anyone at all. If you're watching online and you're doing this, let me, uh, uh, just follow the prompts, prompt, and um, it, it'll take you to where you can do this. Um, but anyone that is just saying, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I, I want you to become my Lord and my master. The things that you've written in my book, because everybody has things in their book. I want to start to walk with you. Father, we thank you. For the rest of us, actually, before we do that, if there's anyone who has done this before, but you know that you have slidden away from God, you know that you haven't been walking with God like you ought to. Remember, 2019 is the year of another chance. It's doing it again, again. So you want to recommit your life to God. You want to rededicate your life to God. You know that you have not been living the way that is pleasing to Him. If you just put up your hand so that I can pray for you, I just felt that prompting. Anyone, anyone at all, that is saying, I want to rededicate my life to God. I, I can't see to the back from here. Okay. Is there somebody at the back? God, God bless you. If you just keep your hands up. Okay, all right. All those who, I gather some people gave their lives to, to, to Christ for the first time. If you just put up those hands and one of our ministers will come to meet with you. Can I get some of the ministers to help, please? Help, please. Help, please. Can, can, we, can we help? If you just put up those hands until somebody comes comes to meet you. God bless you. If you're rededicating your life, just put up your hands until somebody comes to be with you. Father, we thank you. Lord, for all the hands that have been raised to you this afternoon, it's unto you, not unto man, O oh God.
And I'm asking that your spirit will come afresh into their lives, O oh God. That even now, the mark of the blood that you shed on the cross will come upon them. That of a truth, they will say from today, they are born again. In Jesus' name. The rest of us, I want you to pray with this song. Because only the Spirit of God can take you and I deeper. Lead on. 